And welcome this week to another edition to Baseball Rants. Jeff Forsheim's over here, Coach Kilgore over here in the Kilgore Man Cave Studios. As always. As always, we enjoy it down here because it is my man cave and there's more baseball memorabilia up on the wall than uh, probably (laughs) some sports bars at this rate. There is a lot. There's a lot of everything though. A lot of... uh, um, uh, Buckeyes gear. I see some Bengals. I see some old uh, Brookville playing days. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, old yeah. So Jeff, this has nothing to do with sports, but uh, somebody stole a school bus from a place really close <laughs> to my hometown, and the the police chase started in my hometown two nights ago. That, oh, that was recently. Thir- yeah. So ah. if you if you want to get on Google and waste five minutes, there was a school bus chase in Dayton, Ohio area. Well, it started in my hometown, like a mile from my parents' house. So. Yes. So, yes. uh, yeah, but last week we got to talk about the man cave stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we all have those cool things, cool stories, but uh, exciting show today. Uh, I think that we're going to have uh, a fun argument that's going to probably lead on seven rabbit trails. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go with uh, start off, we're going to talk about some of the Houston Astros stuff and then Verlander. I love Verlander on the attack with one of those talking heads from the big. Uh, we're, we're, you know, the big networks kind of thing. Uh, we're going to pop off about the Yankees. I love what Vern Lander said, so we'll get into that. We got a uh, call in last week for uh, what we talked about and going into the draft from a couple years ago, which Jeff's really going to uh, dive into. And uh, we're going to uh, argue this U Darvish a little bit. Yeah, and, I'm uh, excited, man. Look at a few of these free agent signs. And really, in the last 48 hours, 72 hours, this thing has really started to heat it up. So. Uh, going to be an exciting show, a fun show tonight, and uh, then we're going to go and uh, see where we go, and we'll uh, call the closer, and then maybe we'll do a curtain call tonight. So. Let's do it, man. I'm excited. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and we'll play our callback, and then we'll uh, get into the questions from the callback from a uh, Houston uh, Astros podcaster. Hey, Jeff. This is Rob from Anchor's one and only podcast dedicated to the Houston Astros. I received your call in yesterday, and it prompted me to ask you a question. Being a Cubs fan, you thank me and the Astros for picking Mark Appel with the first overall pick in the 2013 draft so that the Cubs could select Chris Bryant. So my question for you is this. If the Astros had selected Chris Bryant first overall, who do you think the Cubs would have selected second? Also, Aaron Judge was drafted 32nd in that same draft. How do you think the other 31 teams feel about looking back and realizing that they passed on him? I'm sure the Cubs are not regretting their pick, though. Well, that's it. Thanks again, and I'm looking forward to hearing your answers. Have a good day, bud. Rob, awesome call in, man. First off, I want to explain that. At the time that I made the comment about Mark Appel, I did not realize he was stepping away and retiring. So I apologize Is if he full retire. Yeah, yeah, oh, full retire. I thought he was just stepping away. No, for, to I don't re- think so. Refocus. But I don't, maybe you're right. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. So I apologize for that. I didn't do it out of spite. You know, it's just some some fun banner um, from a Cubs fan like I am to uh, you, the Astros fan. So like I said, everyone, that's Rob from Astros uh, Baseball, and um, my answer to if the Cubs, if the Astros would have taken Chris Bryant, I can't argue that they would have taken Mark Appel, Jeremy. I think at that time that Mark Appel coming out of Stanford had, had been drafted, I think, twice before that, didn't sign. Um, 
But if I look at it a little deeper, as you see, it went Mark Appel to the Astros 1, Chris Bryant to the Cubs 2, and John Gray to the Rockies 3. So after the Mark Appel pick, if the Cubs wanted a pitcher, those pitchers were there because it went John Gray, Cole Stewart, um, pitchers back-to-back. So um, it if the Cubs wanted a pitcher, they would have taken a pitcher. If you look back historically from 2012 on, the Cubs drafted in the first round um, in no order, because I'm, I'm not going to tell you I don't know the orders, but they drafted Kyle Schwarber first round, Javi Baez, um, Albert Almora, and obviously Chris Brown. So they were tr- Chris Bryant, excuse me. So obviously they were trying to add bats. So I, it wouldn't have shocked me if they would have dipped down to Clint Frazier, who ended up going fifth. I think that's a great point, Jeff. I think Clint Frazier was the guy that I that stood out right away. Another guy that stood out to me was Hunter Dozier. Yeah. I think he went eighth, ninth, right in there. Eighth, yep. Okay, eighth that year. So I think those guys would have been the guys. Colin Moran, another third baseman. Yeah, I, he I was went about sixth. to say uh, he went right in the between yep. there. I think though, uh, Appel was the right call at the time. And yeah. only three guys that have been drafted first now have not made it to the majors. And I right. think the Astros. Might have two of those. I'm not sure. I'm not positive, so don't quote me on that, but I believe that might be the case. Not 100% on that, but yeah, I, I have to agree. I think Clint Frazier was a guy that a lot of people were looking at. He's, you know, the only thing with Frazier at that time is he weighed a buck 90. Yeah, coming I out of high school. He was not a big guy, but nope. they said, you know, this guy could develop, this guy could develop. So I remember thinking Clint Frazier might be a guy there that mm-hmm. people were kind of get excited about. So, yep. uh, yeah, a I agree, though. I think that Chris Bryant going second, it made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. It made us 100% sense to not take Bryant first. And I, and, I, and, and I know as a fan, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jeremy, but no. um, I think there was a lot of defensive questions about Chris Bryant out of San Diego. People didn't There's know. There's still at times. Yeah, he, they didn't know if he'd be a third baseman, a left fielder, or just a corner, you know, infielder, outfielder in general. So that made. You know, I, I, I can't say why the Astros went Mark Appel first, but... Well, and also, you look at another thing, right around that time is when they got Russell as, as well, right around. When was that trade? Was that in 13 or 14? Um, I want to say it was 14, maybe? Well, nonetheless, though, you stockpile bats, and I think yep. when you're a team looking at a draft, so many guys that are pitchers in the first round fail. Yep. That unless you're a Strasburg, this guy's a no doubter. Yep. I don't think that you draft a lot of pitchers unless they're through college. No. And, and yes, he was a college pitcher at Stanford. He was the right call at the time, and I can't blame the Astros for it. It just didn't work out. So, uh, switching gears on the second part of that question is Aaron Judge going 32nd to the Yankees that year. And I don't know if teams are actually kicking themselves. Look at after the All Star break. His numbers dipped around the 200. You know, that's the Mendoza line, if you ask me, right there. Yep, Strike, struck out a lot. Struck out every other. He yep. heats back up in September, really started playing back to what we thought he would play the second half, but not a, a full, strong finish. But I think I'm going to look at the history of baseball. There's not a lot of guys that are outfielders or infielders that are over 6'5 that succeed in the game yep. consistently. Uh, right now, John uh, Carlos, I think, is the guy. He's 6'6", mm-hmm. and you know that that's in the history of the game. So I think that that's a big part of it. Is you look at guys that are that big, they just don't seem to uh, to do as well throughout the draft. Yep. 
and continue on with that, Jeff, looking through the history of baseball like we like to, there's only one guy that I think was like 6'5 or above that I just go, this guy hammered. Mm-hmm. And it was Dave Parker in the 70s. Okay. The guy, cannon of an arm, great outfielder, uh, MVP, I think, in 78. And uh, from there, uh, he, uh, I think he really was kind of the tone setter for that Pirates team there in the entire 70s and into the 80s. Then he, he bounces over to the Reds. But that guy, and he was the cockiest guy in the league, I think, at the time. <laughs> His quote, my favorite quote, and, and I love to use it when I'm at work, too. You want to know how good I am? Just ask me. I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. So uh, Dave Parker, but you just look. Who else do you go pop into your mind that goes at over 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? You know, A-Rod I don't even think was that big. Or anybody, uh, he uh, might have been like 6'4", maybe. Yeah, but it's just not historically accurate that big guys end up translating really well in the field and hitting. It's just So I don't think teams are kicking themselves as much as you know, I think Judge right now is more of a trade piece if uh, you want to try to get a huge return, and you, you might be a huge risk, but I, I would consider it if I'm the Yankees. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I, I think there's probably a few teams you know that could have had that corner outfielder, could have had that bat, but overall I think people are just – it's kind of one of those things where you shrug and say, hey, we missed out, but we're going to move on. Absolutely. I agree 100%. You, you, you're not going to bat 1,000. Right. You know, you're not, and especially in the draft, you just look. You don't know, especially young guys, what's going to happen. So I, I think that they're not kicking themselves. It would be nice to have him, but I don't think anybody's just in there going, we just missed on this guy and the Yankees got him, nope. if that makes sense. Yep. So, Jeff, uh, jumping right into now. Rob, what, thanks for the call, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, thanks. And, and uh, I'm sure we'll be communicating back and forth and uh, we uh, hope to hear from you again soon yeah definitely so i think that uh everybody if you're an astros fan especially yeah hop over and uh check out astros baseball astros baseball it's uh killing it he does a great job so i think that he would be a guy that if you like baseball as well they're a little shorter than ours but uh it's at rob fortinot fort fontenot Fontenot, I can't. I, <laughs> English is my second language, apparently. But yeah, uh, find him, and we follow him, and you can find it through us as well. So uh, check in. All right, Jeremy. Uh, here I'm going to go over a few of the uh, headlining transactions we have. Um, a lot of these I'm not going to touch on because they are arbitration wins, and we can get into those later. But just to highlight a few here, Nick Franklin signed a minor league deal with the Brewers. Um, Sergio Romo signed a one-year deal with the Rays, but Norris signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. I think that uh, going to Sergio Romo, I think the Tampa Bay Rays' whole thought process on that is get him to trade him at the deadline. I like him, though, man. He brings a lot of character as far as, like... Can he be a clubhouse guy? I absolutely think so. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm more I think that he's a good guy to, if you're in transition at this rate, because he's seen his career go up and down here in the last few years. So I think, but that they're hoping he get becomes a trade piece because he is a really friendly contract right now. Yep. Um, Hector Santiago signed a minor league deal with the White Sox, and we're going down. Wade Miley signed a minor league contract with the Brewers. AJ Ellis. Uh, career, ca- I mean, a career backup. Ca- I mean, mostly backup. Had some good days in uh, in uh, L.A. Signed a, a minor league deal with the Padres. Yeah, that's and I think he's on a uh, MILB. 
Uh, I'm contract. not sure. I'm, um, I put money on that. But yeah. I think he's uh, in, in invite and see if he makes the team. Another uh, Hannigan just did that as well. We talked about that here last week. Yep. Um, obviously, you Darvish signed a six-year con- year contract with the Cubs, which we'll get into later. Um, one, um, a local player here, Jared Parker, decided to retire. He had two Tommy Johns and then two additional surgeries. surgeries. That elbow exploded. It was gross. Yep. I-, I remember watching that because yep. he is kind of a local guy. I've met his uncle a mm-hmm. dozen times. And uh, one of the nicest character guys, too. And you just yep. feel bad. And it just didn't work out because that guy would have still been in the majors probably seven, eight years now. Yep. yep. Um, Eric Fryer retired. Um, and then uh, some other, so one other minor league deal that I, that Jeremy really likes is uh, Craig Breslow signing a minor league contract with the Blue Jays. That is a great, great, friendly contract. That's a minor league contract, like you said. He's gonna probably, if he makes it, and I think that he'll make it as a left-handed specialist out of that pen. Yep. He can go in, be that seventh inning guy, sixth inning if you get in a jam kind of thing. Yep. He comes in there. And that's just such a user-friendly for a left-handed guy, a specialist. I really like that. And you see a lot of those guys end up doing that right at the beginning of camp. I think that's one of the best underrated uh, signings at this rate is that left-handed arm there. Yep. And then uh, moving on here, Matt Reynolds was traded from the Mets to the Nationals for cash, con- cash considerations. Trevor Pluth. Pluth. Trevor Pluth <laughs> signed a minor league contract with the Rangers. Um, Derek Holland signed a minor league contract with the Giants. So, um, um, uh, Justin Grimm, you know, the Todd Frazier signed a two-year deal with the Mets. Yeah, so we, 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 we touched on to that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the majority, the majority of these are minor league contracts, like we said, but um, some good signings in there. You know, there, there's going to be a couple hidden gems in there, absolutely, and. What I really like to see is these now are guys that are a little bit older. You don't yep. hear a lot of young guys coming out of that list, yep. good or bad. Uh, I, I kind of like where it's at. So I go and say that's great moves by most of the teams yep. because otherwise one or two of those guys get cut, few of them play in AAA. Some, most of them are holding on to their baseball career to go be a backup or try to, to win a ring or you know help develop the young guys. So I, I like a lot of the signings here. But what really jumps jumps out about this is still there's some big names unsigned here yep. that really throw a uh, damper into some uh, thought processes, and they're probably going to play in that little camp in uh, Florida. Yep. With the free agents here now that are still out there, you, you could develop a team that's probably competitive with some of these rebuilding teams, the guys that are trying to start what the Astros and the Cubs did. Absolutely. So I think – there's really two to three big name pitching that still come to mind. I'm going to tell you, ask what your thoughts are on, on these, and you kind of just say yes, no, and I'm going to throw out a place that I think that they would succeed. So uh, first off, the big dog, Jake Arrieta. Um, I like Jake, man. I mean, um, he would – I think any National League team would benefit for having him. I mean, can hit for you. Um, I think he's a bulldog. I mean, as much as the Cubs games I watch, it could be below 80 below, and the dude's wearing no sleeves. Just, just he looks like an offensive lineman. Doesn't I care. I mean, just his demeanor. Yep, built well. I like him. Um, now, am, am I like I had said on previous podcasts? Am I sad that the Cubs didn't sign him? Not really. 
Um, he's one of those that I think we knew at, even last year was going to be gone. So um, I shocks me that the team hasn't picked him up yet, but I like him. Well, uh, I I still think the Brewers are going to land one of these guys here. Yep. I think that that's the team to go and, and make that splash. Yep. So I really think that you're going to see that. I think that you might see one of the guys actually end up for the Marlins to try to help Jeter with that rebuild because yep. they're not getting that. So I think those are two starting places for them, and and we'll see where it develops from there. I think the athlete, athletics, excuse me, might end up doing something like that as well. Another guy, Clay Buck or Buckholtz. I think his better days are in Boston. I mean, I think can he come out of the pen somewhere? You know, someplace that could use a uh, uh, a long relief guy, a spot starter guy. Maybe I'm not paying him much. Um, you know, probably still has a year or two, maybe. But as far as you know, in a rotation guy, I highly doubt it. Okay, and the last pitcher we're gonna talk about, Alex Cobb. I I really like what this guy brings. Yeah. But yeah. no teams. Alex Cobb, I mean, and I, he, I think he's what right around that 30-year-old mark, so he's a little bit younger right. than a few of the other options. I'm really surprised and shocked by Alex Cobb more than anybody. Yeah, I mean, I think he could be in the middle of the rotation. He, he's going he's gonna to keep you in games. I think he's going to pitch for you um, a lot. Um, but I just don't think he's as flashy as, you know, you Darvish was or um, – Jake Arrieta, I, I just, I just don't. But um, as far as a middle of the rotation guy, all day, I'll take do, him all day. Do you think this team, like the Diamondbacks, there who are pretty top heavy, might end yeah. up going after a guy like that? Yeah, I think, I think um, the, like you said, the Diamondbacks. I really, it, it, right now with what the Brewers are doing, I don't think anyone's off limits for the Brewers. I love that. I um, love the approach. Um, and then I think that um, a team. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just depends on what philosophy the, the teams have, really. Yeah, and you're seeing a lot of that in a lot of guys. You know, it's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. Nobody right. cares about you being 32 years old and and being a 260 hitter anymore. Right, right. You know, Rajay Davis hit right. 235 last year. Right. You know, he can still run a little bit, but no, no, not a guy like that. And he's, what, 38? Yeah, the guy, uh, he's older than dirt. I know. In baseball years, he's older than dirt. Uh, Eric Ivar at shortstop's one of the ones that kind of still profound. Like, why hasn't this guy been signed unless he is asking for too much at this rate? Yeah, I mean, if I remember correctly, I mean, he's up there in age as well. Switch hitter, I believe. Um, can which bring some value to uh, any team? Probably be a backup, but a serviceable backup. The Mets, I mean, yeah. The Mets could use. I mean, they're yep. really low on the middle infield and yep. corner infield help, yep. and they they signed Frazier, but I think that could have been a user friendly deal as yep. well. Uh, another guy is Joey Bats. Um, not a fan of of Batista. I mean, he came around later in his career after he left Pittsburgh. Um, could be used as a pinch hitter, a DH at the most. But as far as that, I don't, I don't know if, if I'm a GM, if, if I'm uh, calling his phone down. You know another guy, though, a uh, bigger first baseman is Chris Carter is not signed. Yeah, strikes out way too much, man. He's not going to hit for average. He's going to hit for a lot of power. Not a great defensive first baseman. He's just one that's going to be lost in the mix. But could he go and be a DH for a team or a guy off the bench? I think the Indians need to get a guy off the bench. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, but I think uh, Chris Carter played for the A's last and hardly saw any time, so yeah. maybe that's it. maybe he's just uh, a guy that move on at this rate. We're gonna go over here another couple, and then we'll uh, get to our uh, fun segment here. All right, Jeremy, uh, 
couple more free agents you want to talk about. Let's yeah, hear them. Uh, Steven Drew, I think, could go right back to the Nats and be a great backup. I uh, can't hit, man. He can't. I, I, Do they need him to hit? No, but when would you play him? Once a week on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. before the travel days to give one of those extra guys a break. I think he'll remain a free agent until an injury happens. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, Jared Dyson, he, he's a serviceable backup. He's, I think, a guy that's probably your 24th, 25th man on the yeah, roster. Yeah, can still run. Can, can still, still run. run can play a little bit of defense. Yep. Yunel uh, Escobar. Yeah. He's so limited is why I think he's not going anywhere. He's a third baseman only. Yep. And I think that's what really hurts him. Andre Ethier is now 35 years old. Uh, had some big hits in, in L.A., though, man. Could, L.A., and that's a team that we could indulge in how well they've done in the minor league system. Yep. Bringing guys up. Yep. And moving on from guys before they know, you know, this guy's complete junk. So, Ethier, though, I think is one he might be on a minor league deal at some yep. point and play in the minors. I think yep. he's a guy that you go, all right, if we're going somewhere, we need a left-handed pinch hitter. Yep. We call him up. But uh, really the one that's one of the two or three here that's really kind of making us shake our head and then we'll move on is his cargo. I, I talk about cargo all the time. I love cargo. I love um, Carlos Gonzalez. I think he's got one of the better left-handed swings that I've seen. Other than, of course, the kid, the legend, the goat, Griffey. But um, 32 years old right now is going to give you that power, going to be a corner outfielder. Um, you know, he won Silver Sluggers, you know, a few years back with the Rockies, still can play ball. I, I love him. And I think a good fit for him if the uh, Red Sox don't sign J.D. Martinez is, is in Boston. I, yeah. I love him there. I absolutely uh because really that, that porch and right field, that's just oh, yeah. power alley for yep. him. And it's really a hitter friendly, which was what he's always played in. And, yep. But let's not discount what the guy can do. Oh, yeah. Uh, the clubhouse cancer is, is the rumor that's kind of hurts him. But right. I think that this guy, you go, you deal with a pe- guy like that if you have strong clubhouse leadership yep. at the top. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he's a guy that I would like to see get signed sooner than later Me because too. Me too. He, he can still hit and yep. he can still play the game at 32 years old where and a lot of these guys are declining. He's staying very steady. Right. And this, a three year deal with him with a four, but what's he asking for too? And yeah, I'm at not 32, sure. You shouldn't be asking for that. And I think you're finally seeing the transition that baseball has been behind on. Yep. It is that. And so I think that's part of the big deal is finally, 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 you're seeing guys like that, Eric Hosmer too, and Moose. I, I mean, these guys, these are the guys that need to be signed. But there's only six to eight of them still that you're going, all right, these guys need signed. Right, and I've heard rumors with um, uh, Hosmer and San Diego, and I just, I don't know if that's a good fit. And I know he's hung up on that seventh year, and reportedly the Padres offered him six years. He See, won- I heard it was seven and eight, but... It- yeah. It was one of the other. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. And uh, and I just, I don't, you know, anymore teams don't want that handcuff. And we saw that in Miami with uh, Stanton. Yeah, absolutely. I think Twins could still use a bat. Yeah. Because they're, they're up and rising. But that San Diego, you look what's coming there. If you can get a guy right there around that 30-year-old mark, and I don't know if you're going to get a user-friendly deal, but in two years with how stacked, that's just stockpiled with players oh, in, the, yeah. in the double and triple A. Yeah. I, I really feel like right now I would put them 
maybe number two to the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, and, I know. And minor league system. Yeah, I mean, I know they got Fernando Tatis. I think he's 19 or 18. I yep. know he played for the Tin Caps last year. Who's They're super high on him. And I know they just signed, um, or they drafted last year, Mackenzie Gore. Uh, another kid out of high school lefty that that they are raving about. So. I think that the, you're going to see last year's draft, or in the last two years, being a Reds fan, there's a kid named Nick Sensel. Yeah, uh, yes. They're moving him possibly to shortstop now. Yep. Eric Davis, who before the injuries happened to him, could smoke a ball mm-hmm. farther than a lot of guys and throw a ball you know as hard as he wanted to. He said this kid at 23 is ready for the bigs. Yep. So you might you might be a surprise. Uh, there's that's going to be a really good draft. I yep. think we're going to see finally. So uh, let's let's switch gears though to what you and I have texted about for the last five days now. Let's go to you, Darvish, and see where this takes us. Moment you've been waiting for, Jeff, since uh, what was it? Friday, Saturday, officially when, it yep, happened. Yep. You, uh, Darvish, signs with your Chicago Cubs. Love it, hate it, neutral. Where do you go with this signing? Because I don't think that it's the friendliest or best contract signet or sign by any stretch. Jeremy, I love it. And here's why I love it. You have John Lester. Uh, I got a lot of points on this, man. John Lester at the top. I think you go Quintana second, Darvish third, Hendrick fourth, Chatwood fifth. That is a good, that is a great uh, rotation in my opinion. But as far as the signing, I will agree to some extent about the six-year deal. One year too long. But let me just let me just compare some things for you. Right now, I'm going to compare you, Darvish, Johnny Cueto, who just signed a six-year, $130 million contract. And had a down year, to at, say the least. At the age of, let's see, he would be, what is he, 33, 32 years of age right now. Okay, so if I'm this, I'm gonna read you guys 162 game averages for uh, Jake Arrieta, who's unsigned, you Darvish, who signed six years 126, and Johnny Cueto, six years 130. So the 162 game average for win loss for you Darvish, 15 and 11. Johnny Cueto is 15 and 10, and Jake Arrieta, 15 and 10, almost identical. You Darvish. Um, ERA 3.42, uh, Johnny Cueto 3.33, and Arietta 3.57. Ballpark, same. They're, they're they're all right there. Yep. You Darvish in, we'll jump over to innings. 216 innings is what he would average. Johnny Cueto is averaging 215, almost identical. Jake Arietta 203, drops off a little bit, almost identical. You Darvish. Hits, 175. Johnny Cueto, 195. Johnny Cueto giving up more hits. Jake Arrieta, 167, the lowest of those three. Runs that they are giving up. Uh, Hugh Darvish, 87. Johnny Cueto, 86. Arrieta, 88. Right there in the same ballpark. Uh, Earned runs, Hugh Darvish, 82. Johnny Cueto, 80. Arrieta, 81. Okay. Some of these are real close strikeouts. You Darvish, 265 strikeouts in a 162-game season, Jeremy. Uh, 181 for Cueto, 188 for Arietta. He's a strikeout pitcher because can, he has so many pitches. Right. Um, 
you know, you can go ERA plus U Darvish 126, which ERA plus is um, the player's ballpark. It's an adjusted. Yep. Um, so, uh, like I said, 126 for Darvish, 121 for Cueto, 114 for Arietta. Arietta cleans that up. The two more I'm going to go over here. Whip, 1.17 for Darvish, uh, 1.192 for Cueto, and 1.169 for Arietta. And here's the here's the one that to me jumps off the page. Strikeouts per nine, Darvish 11, Cueto 7.6, and Arietta 8.3. Jeremy, I don't know if I, I don't think I need to explain myself anymore. He Why com- not? He competes with Jake Arietta and Johnny Cueto. Not saying Johnny Cueto is the greatest pitcher, but if we're talking value, if we're talking market value. You Darvish and Johnny Cueto are almost the exact same player. And what did Johnny Cueto do last season after that big deal? He did. He went eight garbage. He went eight and eight with a four point five two ERA. I get that, that. That's not a top of the line starter. That is a five starter that you hope pitches well. Right, but they're not paying the. Lester is on a six. He was signed for six years, one hundred fifty-five million. We're not signing Darvish to be an elite top of the rotation guy. If he's a third guy, a fourth guy. I'm taking that all day. We have a chance to win first pitcher to our fifth pitcher. All right, here's what I think. The Cubs, first off, we'll go into the Cubs rotation real quick. Lester, Hendricks. Doesn't even matter the rotation. This is what I've heard. Q's going to pitch three. Yep. I don't know if I love that idea, but he's a young kid, I, and it's a very user-friendly contract there. That's what allowed them to do this. But Darvish four, great four pitcher. I don't want to pay a four pitcher that much money a year. That's one of my biggest problems with it. Is a four pitcher that shouldn't command that type of money. But they're trying to make a run in the next two years. All right, Jeremy, you uh, talked about Cubs rotation. Let's let's hear what else you got to say about that. You know, you Darvish, great pitcher. The Tommy John and 31 years old start to scare me. I think that Arietta. I feel like maybe because they said they offered a very similar contract. Right. I don't know 100% the detail. I don't know if it's really been released or not yet. But I think that I would have liked bringing the guy that's been there already back. I like that thought first off. And he's not coming off TJ. You Darvish a couple years ago, this is what scares me, is he had that great 2013. Yep. 2013 and really into 2014. But then his numbers just, innings pitch just dropped. 2014. 144 after the 209, 100 innings in 2016 with the injury, 186 last year. Is he coming back strong, or did they use him up because of the the playoff run for the Dodgers? So, and I think the, the move was brought in to have that four starter to go against the Dodgers. 100%. Right now, your NL pick mine are, are probably right in there. Maybe Dodgers and Cubs. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what it was brought for. But a 31 year old that is thrown that many innings after pitching so long across seas, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I like. I would have went after Arietta 100%. And another reason, I, I guess there's some flip-flops on the, the actual contract. It's a six-year deal. Did you really have to do six? I hate seeing six-plus-year deals. Five max. Things change in those five years. Right, but hear me out as a Cubs fan. What I will say is when we signed Lester, wasn't thrilled with the deal either. It was, I think, six years, $155 million. But I can, pro- I can tell you from a fan perspective, the moment we won the World Series, 
that I don't I, I could care less how long that contract is. But I'm hung up on Hayward because he hasn't done anything for us to win. And and, did you, win the, and you won the series. That's all that matters. But go, he did exactly what you wanted. No, no. But going deeper, if 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 we never signed that terrible contract with Hayward, we could have signed Arietta and Darvish. Did you win the World Series with the guy on your team? Yes. No. We did. Okay. No other arguments needed. Yeah, but looking deep, of course we don't know all this, but if you could have went Lester, Arietta, Darvish, Hendricks, Quintana as a top five, as your five rotation, you're winning 100. On paper, you're winning 100 games. That's why, and, and the. Jeremy, 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 I'm getting worked up. Hayward has hit like a buck 42 for the Cubs in the postseason. Did a you buck win 42. the World Series? Once since we signed him. Okay. How and long has he been with you? Two years. One out of two. After when uh, Jesus was a team. Jesus, it was the teenage years of Jesus that we don't know about. When the last time the Cubs won a series before two years ago? I know, but if, if Cubs fans are, are, are honestly going to argue this Darvish, if we've got to address the point that the Hayward signing could be the worst signing that Theo Epstein has, has, has ever done. I agree with that. I think he's a garbage sign. I said that right away. But I think you, Darvish, we got better the moment we signed you, Darvish. Jake Arrieta, historically, before he came to the Cubs, was was trash. For the Orioles. For the Orioles. You know, he came over. He was able to throw the uh, sinker or cutter. I I don't really remember. I knew one of them he brought back. And, yes, he he, 10-5 the first year with the Cubs. The first full year. 22-6 Cy Young year. 18 and 8, and then he drops to 14 and 10 last year. Win loss for a pitcher is the most overrated it is. stat it in, is. in the entire game. It is, but and then people will say, "Well, I hope he, I hope Darvish learns how to pitch in the World Series." You know who else gave up nine runs last year? Corey Kluber. Is he getting paid on the open market? Absolutely. Yeah, I, absolutely. So you can't. And and this is the same you Darvish that shut us uh, out. Yeah. Do you want Clayton Kershaw on your team if you have a choice and money's not an option? Yes, 100%. And if you say no, you're a liar. Because I don't care what he does in the playoffs. So The guy wins games. You, you, I Darvish won games. But the only silver lining, going back to this you Darvish, is there's an opt-out clause after two years. There is. You want him to opt out. No, I want Hayward to opt out, and I want to keep you Darvish. Well, would you opt out if you're Hayward? No. Absolutely not. You're getting paid to suck. Yeah. Don't suck. That's what they say on their stupid shirts. I know. You, Darvish, is going to win games. We got better, and he gives us a chance to win. In the three, you in absolutely the, got better. I'm in, not disagreeing In the two, you. three, or four spot in that rotation. Put him in the five spot for all I care and pitch Chatward second. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Cubs, World Series champs. You want him to opt out of this contract after the two years because you hope in the next two years that you have a World Series champ. Just like you're screaming at me. You're going to be the World Series champ, Cubs. You know what? You you very well could be. And then it makes the signings irrelevant for a minute. It does. But after that, you hope he opts out because you want a 33 to 34-year-old pitcher moving on because you have bats that need signed then. And a big one that hits two through four in your order. And Bryant is going to need that big contract. I Trust me, I agree. But I think that that person has to be Hayward and not you, Darvish. You, Darvish has pitched 132 in a third innings and has struck out 11, the most in baseball history, with anyone more than 800 innings or 100 starts, however you... 
this guy can can get people out, and I don't get hung up on what he did in the put. That's baseball because it happens. He, it I does. agree with you on that. It does because if you look at his stats here, he against against the Chicago Cubs went six and a six and a third innings, giving up six hits and one run. That one run was a home run. That's that's baseball, Jeremy. It happens. It, I agree, but I'm saying that you don't want a 36 year old pitcher eating up a lot of cap space when you have a young core on that team that you're going to lose two or three. The Cubs are in it to win it now. I agree. I agree 100% with you on that. But if they don't win in the next two years, the you Darvish thing, you go start scratching your head. Do we want to pay this guy when we need other things? Hayward, same way. I don't know how the contracts are 100% set up, how much they get hit with cap, all that crap. But they're at $146 million right now. But I'm saying, do they get hammered? on if those guys cut. I don't care though at this rate. You've got to find a way to re-sign your bats at some point. These guys play five, pitchers play one. Right. Five to one. I, I completely understand that, Jeremy, but you and I both know that uh, uh, Javier Baez probably isn't going to be there. I don't think Schwarber's going to be there. They're going to be moved. They're going to be... Absolutely. They should be. Schwarber cannot field, and he should be a first baseman DH. I would have moved him this offseason. And I would have moved Baez. I'm not saying Baez is a bad player. I'm saying that he's a little overrated for what he is. He, But people love that guy. And you could have played Ian Happ at second and Alcantara at, or, uh, not Alcantara. That's, that's an old, that's an old count. Alcantara, an old he was garbage. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he was garbage. Yeah. He played infield, outfield, a little everything. But yep. uh, Almora Jr. could have played center. And he should be playing center. And Happ play second. Happ could play left. Ben Zobers could play with you for another season at second base. I can't wait for Ben Zobers to retire. Quality guy, though. Yeah. Hey, did you win a World Series with him? Shut your mouth. He had a big hit, and I... It, he had the big hit. He had the biggest hit in the last hundred years for the In Cubs, Cubs history. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. He had I'll the biggest that. hit in Cubs history. That guy should have mantles of him all over Wrigley Field at this rate. Don't stretch it, Jeremy. No, that's 100% fact. But you, Darvish, great pitcher on the front end. You hope he opts out because he's not going to be that when he's 38 years old. Right, but if they win the World Series this year and next year, no one's going to care. I agree. They have to play for the next two years because then you're going to start seeing it to where they're going to be on a a decline. So... I, I like Darvish on the front end. I don't like it on the long term. And here, t- to answer my own question, I was completely wrong. Their uh, payroll for 2018, 172 million. So they've still. I think the cap is 197, or the luxury tax is 197, I believe. And then for 2019, they're uh, 142,000. So, um, like you said, I, I think that they they're going to get through 2020 with this core. After that. You see what happens. You see what happens. But one thing, we talked about the draft earlier, and I'm switching gears on you real quick. You can buy pitching. They've they've bought two or three pitchers here. You you don't always buy guys coming up through the minors that can hit and play in the field. So that's why I like position players in the draft. Sure. I know that that switched topics on you very quickly. Not really. I mean, like I said early on, I mean, I think the Cubs have have done that with their draft. They drafted Ian Happ in the first round. Like I said, Almora, uh, Baez, Schwarber, um, Bryant, Bryant, six um, guys. You know, and they got another first rounder from that same 
draft 2013, I think, in Russell and, you know, yep. be a trade. I but, think he went like 11, 12 that year. But the Cubs, that's what the Cubs have wanted, and they've proven that that's the way to go. Yeah, I agree with that. So there's something we agree on this yep. week. So. All right, everyone. It is uh, that time again where, you know, we're running out of gas a, a little bit here. So we are, uh, I'm calling in the uh, lefty here. I know Kilgore likes to go righty. So we are calling in the closer for this week. And uh, what we're going to go with this week is a team in 2018 that you think can turn it around. A team that might, you know, come up that no one's talking about and that could make some noise. Uh, I really think that that team this year, it's going to be the Giants. I think the Giants have uh, really made some moves and really have changed this whole roster around. And I like what they've done. So I, I really like that they have some good start top-of-the-line pitching. I think Madison Baumgartner, man, get him in the postseason. He's he's money. Johnny Cueto's still good. I still think that they have uh, some margins there. I think that's a good one through three right there. And, and what I really like, Nick Hundley's not a bad catcher to be as a backup. Posey, best catcher in the game right now. He is the most complete catcher in this game. They got Longoria now at third, Crawford, Belt. I mean, that's a really good, solid infield. Pablo's going to be their backup infielder now. I, I kind of like to see what he could do off the bench. That switch hitter off the bench, you know, he's, he's dealt with those weight issues. But Austin Jackson, who had a career year last year, uh, turns 30, just turned 30. Uh, a couple days ago, actually, like a week or two ago. And McCutcheon's going to play left field with Hunter Pence and right. That's a solid team now. And one player on that team that I like a lot and uh, flies under the radar, Joe Panic. I am a big Joe Panic fan. Yeah. Hits well from the left side. One, My opinion, one of the best defensive second basemen. Oh, Joe I Panic. think he's top three right now. I, I'm a big fan of Joe Panic. When he came up, what was it, two or three years ago? Yeah. Now, man, you go, who is this kid? I know. Who is Panic all of a sudden? And you yep. look. Um, and you go, wow, this guy can play a little bit, and he's right there when they're in the playoffs. So, yep. uh, panic. I I think the most underrated signing though is the Austin Jackson, who yep. killed it yep. in left field. He's going to move back to center field this year. Hunter Pence is still what you're going to get with Hunter Pence, and uh, I really like this team. So I like the 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 Giants here. I think they're a team that's going to make some. Uh, some splash in that West, and I think the Dodgers aren't going to wrap it up very easy. Right. What, what's your team? I'll call in the uh, righty here. What is your team So for this uh, turnaround this year? I'm going another NL West team, and baseball, it, it's a tough one, but in the division they're in, i got to go Colorado Rockies. I mean, just to name a few guys here, Nolan Arenado at third base, uh, uh, Story at, at shortstop, uh, uh, LeMahieu at second, uh, uh, Chris Iannetta catcher, uh, Ian Desmond is moving back to the Max. outfield. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Blackman in center, who's been a hot commodity for a long time. Going into their bullpen, they have Wade Davis, they have Brian Shaw, uh, Adam Adovino, Jake McGee. Well, That's a tough bullpen. What I really like is Shaw now is not the closer. I don't no, think there. I think it's it's Davis. It's yeah, Wade Davis. it's Wade Davis. But Shaw's this tough eighth inning guy and. I think when his Indian days, he was much better as the eighth inning guy than the closer. Mm -hmm. and so Blackman, too. I'm a big Blackman fan. That left-handed swing is sweet. And Blackman is a redneck type of hillbilly on the offseason. Oh, he yeah. loves the hunting. But he's just a fun guy. But, man, I really like what he brings. And he's got some good pop. 
for being a top-of-the-order leadoff guy. Right, and then uh, Ryan McMahon is, is uh, their, their third, uh, third on their prospect list looking to start at first base. And then you have their number one overall prospect, who's uh, Brandon Rogers, who without uh, Trevor Story is a starting shortstop on that team. And that's a good problem to have is two good shortstops. So, and um, one of those guys might move. You just don't know. That's you true. just don't know. Yep. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's uh, Colorado Rockies, man. Which is going to make that NL West just oh, an exciting, yep. exciting yeah, division to watch. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to our curtain call here in just a sec. Check us out on Twitter at Rants Baseball. We're on iTunes. Yep. We're on Google Play. We're on Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. I always forget Pocket Cast. Yeah, I don't that's, know why. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, check us out. Continue to grow. We're going to continue to work. Uh, we might switch some platforms. We're just trying to find out what's best. So if you have feedback, uh, let us know or tweet us, text us, whatever works. So uh, yeah, but uh, what a fun show today. Absolutely, man. I, I had a blast. So. We'll uh, jump right into our curtain call here. Jeff, fun show today. Absolutely, Got man. a little worked up. Yeah. And uh, that's okay. Yeah. You don't... Baseball rants, it's ranting for a oh, yeah. reason. So, yep. uh, and we're opening up a little bit, I think. Absolutely. We're, like we said, we're, we'll get better. We'll, we'll get hit our stride here. But oh, the yeah. curtain call today... Uh, Winter Olympics are going on right now. So Absolutely. my curtain call question for you... If you were a Winter Olympic athlete, what, what, what would you... What would be your sport? Um, am I myself or you're you? You're you. I think, I'm not saying that you're Sean White hitting the m- most insane run. I was gonna say to be <laughs> Sean White right now. Yeah, that's up there, man. I, I've, I've. One thing about me, I am an extreme sports fan. I like the motocross. I watch motocross, the monster, <laughs> every Saturday. Um, I think I got to go snowboarder, man. I really do. I think just the way they. I, and one thing that I don't ever understand is how they don't get dizzy. When they're hit, they they just keep going, and I'm I, like, man, how would you do that? I hope yours wasn't snowboard either. No, it's okay. not. No, uh, so my wife loves curling. Okay. So we're actually going curling in a couple weeks. So I want to really? say curling or the luge. I I know that is a dangerous, dangerous thing, and I watched one of the wrecks by that female USA runner. Yeah. But I'll tell you, it, there's something about just that flying by the seat of your pants excitement. So I think right. that would probably be. My backup, but I'm gonna go curling. I think because a fat, out of shape guy can probably curl and be decent at it. You don't right. have to be, you know. Yeah, the dude with the mustache. I, I, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his sister and him were, were yep. in it. So yep. yeah, but uh, I think that would be my uh, go-to there. All right. So so my uh, current call to you. We had this argument in the office today. I had uh, Panda Express, and I um, I got myself and another uh, coworker Panda Express. For bought two of them, we got three fortune cookies. I threw one to my other coworker. He said, "I'm not eating that trash. Threw it back." So my question to you is: When, if you're a Chinese fan, do you eat the fortune cookie at the end of your meal? Wait, people don't eat the fortune cookie. I, I know. I always eat the fortune cookie. It's a fortune, you and you have to eat it, or your fortune doesn't come true. I. That's what I told my uh, coworkers, and they had never heard that. And luckily, my girlfriend, big Chinese fan, told me that that you have to. You ain't eat. got Chinese after you left my house last week. So yes, I, know I did. That you're a big Chinese fan. And uh, you, I didn't know you had to eat the fortune cookie. You can't read it. You have Until to wait. You eat it. Fine. Thank you. Someone else agrees. Jeremy, gosh, man, that's awesome. I'm glad yes. someone else. Yeah. No. Yeah. The fortune. Even cookie. the ones that are stale. That are like cardboard. Doesn't matter. I mean, the whole thing. Doesn't matter. Now, I do say I split it one with my two-year-old now. 
if That's we right. only have one. Yep. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Or I'll give her a majority of it. But, yeah, that yeah, no, needs a little bit of it. But yeah. still, no, fortune cookie. And then the, the joke is always, what was it? The TV show Friends said, everything on your fortune cookie, you end in bed. In bed, yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, good, friend, that, good Friends reference right there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, actually didn't watch Friends until like two years ago. My years girlfriend's ago. favorite show. I never watched it before. Her favorite show. Good maybe show. We'll, maybe we'll get into favorite TV shows one day. We can. I'd, I'd love to. Uh, I have a go-to that you're going to just laugh at, and yeah. I don't even care. Yeah? Don't even care. If we had enough time, we'd do it today, but we we got to get rolling. We'll so. get into it. So, All right, that's another uh, edition of the... Uh, of the uh, the baseball rants here, baseball rants here, and uh, we'll be back next week doing it again. Yep, uh, Jeremy, it's been a pleasure, man. Yep, always fun.